Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tanisha Stanaker, founder of SVS, which is Strategy Value Solutions. And they help their clients to work smarter, to increase their revenue and make a meaningful impact so they can scale confidently without getting bogged down by all the tech so that they specialize with streamlining your business operations for efficiency and for success. Hey, not getting bogged down by the tech. Oh my gosh, isn't that one of the biggest challenges out there? Welcome, Tanisha, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it you'd love to work with? So today we are a full service agency and I have an amazing group of women. And I do like to highlight the fact that it is all women that are all over the world that support our clients. And we work with clients in so many different ways. You know, we talk about tech, but tech means so many things to different people. Tech could be Google Workspace, but it it could be all the way up to HubSpot and SEO and all of these things. So Mm. I always jokingly say we're a bunch of just girl tech nerds behind the scenes to make your life easier when it comes to the tech in your business. Um, and so it gets that whole saying of working on your business, not in your business. Um, we really look at ways that we can use technology to not just make your life easier, but really paint the, like the best client experience for your clients. That's our Mm. ultimate goal. Nice. So with, when your clients come to you, what, what do you find that is, what's their situation? What's happening for them to reach out to you time and time again? In most cases, overwhelmed. Um, whether it's, I'm overwhelmed. I literally, right before this call, I did one of my audits, which is where I spend most of my fun time with clients is auditing their current processes or whatever. Um, but a lot of times it's a sense of overwhelm in the sense of, I thought I could set this up myself. It's bigger than I thought it was. Or I saw six things that my business friends are using or Google ads showed me these other tools and I bought all of them. And now I don't know what the hell to do with them. Um, Sometimes it's one specific tool. Sometimes it's a hodgepodge of tools where when I get in, they're basically paying for five things that do the same thing. Yeah. Now it's a matter of getting it simplified for them and getting people to understand you don't need every bell and whistle to Mm -hmm. be able to run an efficient business. So overwhelm is a large part of it. Probably next with a certain level of frustration, Um, that's what we get the most. What I like to get is the person that 
understood from the beginning that their time, the value of their time is more important than them sitting and trying to figure out a tool and that they came to us first. <laughs> and then that way we start off from the beginning and we build those processes from the beginning. I think I get one in 10 of those unicorns, but for the most part, a lot of people come to us after they've attempted to do it themselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't it be so much easier if every business client comes to you, whoever you are with, Hey, I'm going to hit this problem in the future. So let's, let's iron this out before you even get to it. No, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we're just kids making all the mistakes and we're like, cool. I've, Hey, can you help me? I've created this monster. Um, yeah. I need some help over here. So I love the way it's, I mean, it could have been, I don't know what to do. I've got nothing and I need the systems and the tech. Primarily mm -hmm. for you, it's cool. <laughs> I've got 20 things. They're kind of stuck together by this. I got some gaffer tape. I think that's broken. That's definitely smoking over there. Yeah. I don't know what to do. That place is, that just represents the, the, the entrepreneur, the journey that we all go on. Because I think the overwhelm comes with, we're told so much. We're told so many things. And the world of tech is changing so dramatically that what is the best thing? And one size fits all, all these unique individual things. So how, how do you help to sort of open the hood and be like, cool, you don't need that. Let's rip that out. What the hell is that? What's that like? That, that process for your clients. So the process, I, well, I guess I'll say this. While we love the person that comes to us first and we get the person that comes to us at 10th, we're fine either way. Either way, we can we can make it work. Um, but what I've found over the years that works best for us and our clients to really make sure that we are truly solving the, the root problem is mm. the first call is like 15 minutes. It's literally, do we like each other? Are we mm. going to be business best friends? That's important to me. Um, because I want to make sure that the team that I have is happy coming and logging in yeah. to represent my company every day. And a big part of that is the types of clients that we have. So that's what I'm looking at in that first call is the cohesive nature. Are you an action taker? Are you going to be a client that no matter what we do, you're going to resist it? Yeah. So I'm kind of sussing that out. The next call is a paid audit. We're going to spend 90 minutes where you're going to like lift the hood and show me all the things from... What is the process of somebody who is a lead getting them to being a paid client? And then once they're paying you, what's the fulfillment look like? So we're mm -hmm. focused on that, that part of the client journey, because to me, that's what sets the tone of, do they come back around and hire you again? Are they going to be a repeat client? Are you basically building and unknowingly building a really shitty client experience? Yeah. Um, client experience is absolutely the root of all of this. I just choose to support it with tech. So for me, during that call, I'm looking at what you're currently doing and I'm listening for things. I'm listening for, are you the person that just bought five things that do the same thing? Are you the person that bought the things you started to got frustrated, left it, but still pay for it. And now you've shifted focus over here, you know, because there's a certain element of shiny object syndrome that that person's probably having. Um, the other thing is, what are you actually going to use? You know, I've had some people that have had some amazing tools. And then when I look at how they set it up, they didn't set it up and they would have been just fine with Google, like Google and DocuSign and some integrated simpler tools. So yeah. I'm really trying to see where, where's your head when it comes to tech? Are you stressed out the second the words mentioned? I just spoke to somebody um, and she was talking about one of the tools that we use in our business. So I understood how she wanted it. And she just kept saying, every time this tool is mentioned, all I feel is stress. And I was like, so get rid of it. 
it's it's literally and she was just like thank you so much <laughs> like she just needed to hear somebody say chuck it and i was like it's but not that serious you- there's so many things out there if it's causing you stress get rid of it you have enough stress you run a business so I if that, that tool is the thing that makes you curse profusely screw it get rid of it we'll find something else yeah at, at what cost because there are so many tools there are so many things we're told here's what you need to do here's what you should be doing doesn't it take into account as you said what do you what do you want what are you trying to achieve maybe but i need this system and this why what are you trying to build what are you trying to do that question is rarely asked to that sort of level so to have that okay you don't like this cool get rid of it your emotional energetic tie to this fucking platform yeah is not worth the impact on your day on your week on your ability to find the right clients serve your clients serve with your team there's a lot in that so yeah. what was it about this line of business that you're like hell yeah this this is my jam this is exactly what i want to be doing what was that so i would love to have this story where i'm like i just started the business doing this i was gonna be a lie though that's not how it started at all <laughs> but if i go back to when i was working in recruiting and working as an employee and just anything that i do fixing is a, is a natural thing for me mm. and I've always seemed to work the places, the small tech firms that don't provide training on any of their tools. And so it just became a natural thing for me to dig deeper in the tools that I was using to see other ways to make it work. Can I make it simpler? Can I do this? And so I ended up always being the go-to person for platforms and tools and testing things out and seeing how I can connect things and break things. So the first year of business, I will just say is a practice year. literally what it was, was practicing everything. (laughs) And then the pandemic happened. So the one advantage that I had was that I'd worked remotely for years and I had clients who had not worked remotely. And so now I started to see the, the blending of previous curiosity when it came to tools and tech, when it came to providing the clients that I had at the time support. Mm because that was such a big pain point for them. They hadn't really had to rely on it as much because they were doing in-person trainings or in-person services. And now they're taking everything online and they're panicking. And so the first year, it was like I said, a practice year, I was doing everything. I mean, everything. If it didn't require me to leave the house for your business, I was doing a little bit of everything. But when I looked at the end of that year, when I was really burnt out and exhausted, I looked at the projects that I did that I actually liked. And it was all the stuff related to system setups and tech and integration and automation and the things that allowed me to kind of play with buttons and tools, which I also yeah. like, but also fix things at the same time. And so it just kind of, I mean, it sounds cliche now that I say it, but it just kind of happened. Um, and, but a part of it was when I was exhausted to sit through, what are the things that I really enjoyed doing this year? And it ended up being those things. Um, Once I started hiring people on my team at the time, we were heavily focused on Kajabi and building courses because everybody, their mother was a course creator that year. And so we spent a lot of time there. But even then, as we started to work with clients, it was like, okay, well, you guys did this really well. Do you know how to work Mm -hmm. with this over here? Do you know how to touch this over here? So it just kept growing. And so again, at the end of that next year, we looked at what did we do this year that we collectively really like doing? Mm -hmm. What did we do really well? And 
what did we do that we liked, that we could do well, that we could kind of rinse and repeat more and more and still make money. <laughs> and so it started to kind of uncover itself that like systems and tech really were a large part of that. Um, you know, at one point we offered like administrative things. I mean, we've, we've tried a different combination of how we provide support to clients, but the way we're doing it now has definitely been the most streamlined. It's been the most effective, mm-hmm. not just for the client, but for us. Because well, I, think, kind of, I think that you know, trial and error, if I can jump in there, that trial and error that you, you're doing. I mean, you started this conversation saying how one of your clients, like, you don't like that platform, fucking let it go. Got, yep. there's, there's billions out there. You seem to have naturally... I'm doing all these things. Fuck, what do I actually, I'm on the verge of burnout. Oh, I enjoy these. Okay, let's bring yeah. that in. Add a few more things in. Nope, that didn't work. Add a, yes, that actually really helped. Okay, so it's that kind of fluid. Okay, let's let's kind of build. Let's build this up. What was it like for you? Because this is all very, crumbs, this is all very focused on the output, on the solution. What was it like for you personally as a business owner as you kind of went through this evolution of, trial and error finding your your sort of gift mm-hmm. and then building a team around that what was that like stressful stressful um <laughs> unnerving at times i you know i tell people that owning a business next to having like given birth to a human and raising a human business mm-hmm. has definitely been the hardest because there's some some parallels to me like when you're a mom for the first time, there's so many unknowns. And your biggest thing is, I don't want to fuck this up. You know, <laughs> I want a healthy, good human. Mm. Same thing in business. It's that I want a healthy, good business. And good could mean a bunch of different things, but the core of it, I want a healthy, financially healthy, internally healthy, good, solid business that I feel good about, my team feels good about, and people feel good about. And so it was just that same unknown that it was like with every decision, you're like, is this going to be the thing that knocks it all down? <laughs> so, but it's like when you're raising a toddler and you're like, you're going to try this to see how they respond and does it work or does it not work? And then if it doesn't work, I'm like, all right, well, let's not do it that way. Again. Let's the, try your business it. threw up all over the table. Okay. That didn't quite work out, yes. but there's this, there's this two way relationship that I'm sort of coming to here with the business and yourself. So it's, you have to give to your business so that it flourishes. So it gets more stable. So it provides for you. So you're giving so much to your business. That's what you were saying, but also from a more hidden level, your business gives to you. It either gives you the stress. It provides for you financially. It gives you the freedom. It gives you more problems. So there's a two way relationship. What you give to your business, your business will give other things to you. And that's like a, a gentle dance that I think we, as business owners, tend to focus on, let me just work on my business. Let me just help my clients. Let's external rather than sitting back and, yeah, look at the effect it's having on me or look at the, look at what the actual result is for me personally. It's mm-hmm. e- as a business owner, it's, it's easy to sort of mask that, maybe shift that aside, right? Yeah. 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 Put it in a box. <laughs> it's like, you know, the each year seems to have like a theme. You know, the first year, thank God for my sense of humor. Definitely the theme was, I jokingly called it the year 500 because I had been a recruiter for 10 years. I know how to recruit. I know how to find you people. 
but I didn't want that to be a business. And so I walked out of an industry where I had a high level of confidence in my mm. competency into a business that it was like, what am I doing over here? And so it immediately, it was like literally November competent, January when the business started, the first client meeting, I'm like, why am I, what, you know? And mm. so they were like, what's this cost? And I'm like, $500 in my head. I'm like, what the hell did you just blurt this out for? Like you made more than that at work. Where did 500 come from? 500 was the number for like three quarters of that year mm. because the, the panic that happened when it was time to give a number, it was like $500. So at the end of the year, when I'm like, how am I broke? I'm like, <laughs> it's because then $500. I work with three bucks an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well I was like, done. I built a complete Kajabi course and a website, $500. I did payroll, $500. I built the payroll, payroll platform, $500. Um, so that lesson was, you know, the year of 500 was not a good year and completely devaluing the service that I was providing. So then but the next year, go ahead. That, that moment is in hindsight, we can laugh and joke about now. We can see this from this, this vantage point. However, in the moments, in these moments, it's like, it's, it's the lack of clarity. The, uh, what you said, we all class right now, the overwhelm, the frustration, it kind of is, can be all consuming. So at oh, yeah. each each level, we're again in that moment. We're stuck in that. So, what was it like for you as you kind of got through those years, went to the next level, had these maybe the guilt and the frustration? Of, oh shit! Yeah, of course I should be doing that. Okay, next level version of myself. How have you sort of climbed in yourself as your sort of personality, as your identity? First year. Um, I don't think I did at all. Like that first year was definitely the most consuming year because I just, I have a severe fear of failure. And that's all I felt by the end of that year to the point where I was going to quit. I was like, let me just go get a job. This isn't, I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. But then that also led to a certain failure, fear of failure as well. It was like, well, if I quit, then I absolutely failed. Which looking back wouldn't necessarily have been true, but I went into that second year so defeated that I still can't exactly say what was the difference. I went to a conference that I had no real intention of really paying attention to, and I still can't tell you exactly what did it, but something in that conference where it was other women in business who were moms and had struggles and hard times and things that year and came out of it, something like hit a switch mm. where it was like, wait a minute. I could do this, you know, <laughs> I think that is one, one change. I think also by that year, when I started to bring on team members that I genuinely think made a big difference for me because it gave me an internal intimate group of other women that I could connect with, mm. um, that I could almost test things with before it went to a client. So it gave me a chance to say to somebody that I could trust do I sound like an idiot if I offer this? You know, <laughs> does this make sense? You know, it, am I, is this the right way to even explain this? And it gave me kind of almost like, not a friend group, 
but the same feeling that you have with like your close friends where you have like mm-hmm. your core group that no matter wh- how you show up with them yeah trust that they're looking out for you i think that is what elevated me for the next few years coming to be able to grow into the next phases of me as the leader of the company or the face of the company or a ceo i genuinely think that my team had a large portion to do with that yeah that safety mechanism the protection environment that you've got there the ability to we call it like the uh, the sandbox mm-hmm. where we can just play around in it. it's like this is this is safe this is okay we can make stony mistakes over here but we're building we're seeing it we're fleshing out on your own in the sandbox it can be pretty cool but it's still a case of yeah i, I haven't got the validation have an, a, a number of the people in there with you going cool yeah that's not going to work or that's yeah. amazing you got to show everyone that there's something beautiful in that but it does scream i don't quite trust myself yet i don't quite yeah. i'm not ready to put myself out there i'm not quite the leader that i know i should be but it gave you the baby steps to start to get there yeah Is, was was that the difference for you Absolutely the difference. And I would love to again lie and say that that was the goal when I did it, but it just kind of was the byproduct of, I think, I genuinely think that my ability as a recruiter to hire people absolutely showed up and came in handy again when it came to me to grow the team because I was hiring the people to fill the gaps that I felt that we had or that I had. For the longest time of that first year of the team, I only offered services that I knew how to do. Even though I had seven people standing there that could do way more, you know, if you combine all of their skills, I still only offered the things that I knew how to do because it was like, again, that trust thing of, well, what if they quit? What if they're not happy? And then they're not available to do the work. I need to make sure that I know how to do it. So I'm Mm -hmm. only going to offer the things that I know how to do. Um. The next year that I grew past that point, it was like, all right, so we are hindering our clients if we're only going to be as strong as what I know how to do. That you know, letting go, that being able to hire people smarter, different than you, being able to be that true CEO rather than just a glorified worker and trying to replicate yourself, but not quite. So you still have this just in case. Um, I love the way you've been sort of forgive my lack of better word but fumbling around with okay i built the business and we kind of made that work and then this i kind of made this work it's like it's i haven't got a huge strict plan on this but these things they're falling into place it's kind of working i i love that sort of natural evolution of a business um even though we're told time and time again you need to have a plan exactly where you're going things change yeah and you change so what's what's your evolution like now? As as you've obviously grown past and you've had you have this team and you are now the leader, taking them to the next level. What is it that you're looking? Where's the next transition for you? What's this period going to bring? Looking forward. So this next period is where I am forcefully <laughs> I'm working on how I show up. Yeah, you know. My business has grown very heavily based on referrals and forming relationships and being in even small networking groups where I can, again, form relationships. Mm. Um, But there's sometimes limits to that. If the group doesn't continue to grow, then that's only going to go so far. And so I know that in order for us to scale to the next level, 
a good portion of this is going to have to be me stepping out of my my bubble and putting myself out there. So this is one way doing podcasts and showing up here because this feels more like a natural conversation. But to truly show up as the CEO, um, which is hard. This is probably going to be one of the hardest ones, the hardest transition, just because it takes me out of what's natural to me. It takes me out of what Mm. is comfortable to me. And so now I get to be in that uncomfortable comfort zone (laughs) of putting myself in front of people and talking about the business in a way that I just haven't had to. Like I said, if you... You can send me a gajillion people in Zoom and Google Meet and I am golden. You can let me audit someone's business and I am, I'm fine. But to truly sit up as I am the CEO of SBS and this is what we do and why you want us and need us and want to partner with us has not been my thing. So I know that for all of the things we put in place, that's what's going to have to happen next. Yeah. Lovingly, if you don't mind. There's a number of, this isn't me. This is going to be the toughest challenge. This is going to be the hardest thing ever. Oh my God, we we are a walking self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, if you think that, it will be. If you say you're not that person, you won't be. There, there is beauty and gold in what you do and how you do it. If you can find the right way of doing this and showing up as yourself, your full authentic self, this is going to be hard. I can't do this. I'm not that person. How do I show up and say this? What's the difference between right now? This is where the, the the person behind the business is. You have an idea. Oh, let's draw a parallel between the work that you do. The parallel between all these platforms that you need to, you need to have Kajabi to do this. Absolutely. You need active campaign to do this because it's, hold on. No. What are you trying to achieve? What do you want to do? Yeah. How do you want to show up? What's the best way of doing that? I mean, look at Katie and myself. Yeah, we're potty mouths, we have fun with it. We have to have fun with this because it can be so tough to level up your identity, to get in complete alignment. You're losing a lot of old traits and self. So we take the humorous route, have to. Drop a few British isms along the way and a lot of swear words. Absolutely. It's part of this. We could be like every other coach ain't going to work for us. So for you and crumbs, everyone listening, what what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? How can you show up in this scary place that's actually going to fuel you, not take from you? Guarantee it's there. Yeah, because I don't know how to be anything but myself. And... So why fight it? Good question. Oh, that's a question. Well, it's funny. I don't know that I, I guess I don't know that I've truly fought it to this point. I don't know why I've decided that I'm going to suddenly have to fight it. Um, <laughs> moving forward in order to elevate, I suddenly have to like do my hair and put on makeup. I don't, I don't know, you know? <laughs> I don't know what, I guess maybe it's because there are certain people that, you know, naturally just in life and in business, you start to follow or admire and you see some value in them, but then you immediately just, I think, compare yourself to them and start to see the the differences. 
And it's so funny because I'm not, generally speaking, I'm not like a jealous natured person. I can, I'm so, hey, if you're winning, I'm happy for you. You like it, I love it. Um, And I look at so many successful, and I do put it in quotes for a reason, because I guess supporting so many successful business owners and going behind the scenes and seeing the shit show that really is there, I realize success is in the eye of the beholder, (laughs) you know? Um, So I think it's just a matter of, you know, giving myself some grace, which admittedly I'm not the best at, which is probably why I'm a good guest for this show. (laughs) I'm very, very hard on myself. I'm my own critic. And so I think it's fighting through some of that or a lot of that to, to show up more. Without you, the comparison, you have to have da da da. You have to look like da da da. You have to be da da da. And then that comparison kicks in. And maybe it's that fear of the unknown. We don't know what that next level is. So we have to model. See, yeah, people I love that. That's, I think, a beautiful way to end this, this episode. What you see from a technological, from a business perspective, under the hood is like, ah, oh, you seem successful, but this is a shit show right here. From our perspective, it's from the business owner in inside the mind, inside the body, being the identity. It's like there's the front, but in the back, it's like, I'm scared. This is, I don't know what I'm doing or I, this feels off, but I'm told I have to. We, we're looking at it from different perspectives, but it's it's kind of beautiful. And I love sharing these kind of stories because it's so true. It's like everyone, no matter whether you're starting out or whether you're the CEO trying to actually walk away, there's a lot in the, these each transition. And there's always a way through. Just can't see it when you're in there yourself. So, hey, Tanisha, thank you so, so much for sharing not only what you do and the amazing work, but oh my gosh, behind the scenes as you take this next evolution. I love it. It's so fascinating. I need to be me for me. <laughs> the same me that I am for my clients. I need to get better at being me for me but of course it's hard to see it when you're inside of it sometimes well i wish you all all the best with that and uh yeah if people want to find out more about about you and the amazing work that, that you do where can they find you website come on over to www.stallnakervs.com and we will definitely have to spell that one out because the name's a mouthful <laughs> Right. In, in the links down below, you will find it. But everyone, if you're like, yeah, I need some help with my tech. If you're overwhelmed or actually before you get to overwhelm, the help is there for you to set you up from the start, set that foundation. So again, thank you so much. This has been an awful lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.